0: It's time for Cougar Sports on ESPN 960.
1: This is something special
0: for you. Here's your host, Ben Criddle. Sugar Sports, ESPN 960, this is Cougar Country on Ben Criddle, broadcasting live from our Les Schwab Tire Studios, com. For over 70 years now, Les Schwab Tire Centers is taking pride, has been taking pride in their performance, providing the superior value and service your uh, Wasatch Front customers are needing, so... Uh, make sure you give Les Schwab an opportunity to earn your business. Uh, the winter is coming. Get your tires, get your winter tires uh, purchased and installed. You can get $250 right now off select tires at les com. Got a great show for you, as always. Make sure you keep us locked in on that 960 AM dial. You can stream us from the website, ESPN960sports.com the ESPN 960 app, the TuneIn app as well. Download the app from the respective app store. Tell your smart speaker, hey, smart speaker, listen to Cougar Sports with Ben Cruddle. Hey, smart speaker, listen to the ESPN 960 app. You can download the podcast as well on any of your favorite podcasting platforms, iTunes, speakers, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Please give us a rating, give us a review, and please support our sponsors. Always give them an opportunity to earn your business. Les Schwab, Royal Army Brand, Ruby's in. Odeon Midswear, Bowtime Pub and Grub, Dental Pros of Utah, Fat Daddy's Pizzeria, Ortho Pros of Utah, Tippinoga's Hiking, Body Armor, and of course the Twisted Cow Shakes. All right, let's fire up the ESPN 960 starting lineup music. I can introduce you to my coast host and the rest of the Star castle Cast will be joining us for this Wednesday edition of Cougar Sports. Uh, coming in with um, some interesting takes. I know he's going to bring them today regarding this BYU offense. What? needs to change what needs to stay the same let's welcome in the past breakup king brian logan below what's up man <laughs> how we living
3: what's up man uh, i think i'm living right because i'm blessed so uh, happy to be here a little sore today
0: From uh, that workout
3: yeah man i've been i've been back in the gym um you know hitting it a little bit harder. i took about a month off here and there just like going like sporadic to see if it would help me out mm-hmm. it doesn't it didn't did it no, no no um so i stopped working out for like two three days in a row in the beginning and i was like man i feel like loose i feel loose. like like i felt like my posture mm-hmm. was a little bit higher i was like man i got an inch you know or two so um that was very deceiving because um i felt weak uh a little bit more tired yeah yeah, yeah. i felt more lazy you know okay and um like like my groin, you know, you know, us as DBs, we got hip issues. And, oh yeah, yeah. You know, so I wasn't Connected doing core. Cool, I wasn't, yeah. So, man, I I remember bending over. I thought I heard something pop. It was bad. I was like, man, I guess I gotta work out for the rest of my life <laughs> in order to, you Keep know.
0: It. Yeah, if you're not using it, you're losing. Yeah, yeah, it, as yeah. they say. Yeah, plus, but you're still plus, feeling grateful. You're still feeling, uh, like like Malik Moore. Thank you, Heavenly Father. He stated a few days ago. New opportunity yeah. to be great. Everyone's like, "No, Malik, don't trust. We love you. Good luck." Yes, yeah, so, he ain't transferring? He can't transfer. No, he don't don't have no eligibility. Yeah. I have no eligibility left to transfer. Yeah, I, just I remember, wanted to I thank remember, "God for the opportunity he gave me today after waking me up this morning. I shouldn't let I should have let y'all run with it though." <laughs> LOL. But you got to be grateful. Got to be grateful for every day, every opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, Even you though you're a little bit uh you know, tired or lazy or your back is hurting or your your limbs are hurting.
3: Yeah, you just gotta you gotta push you gotta push through it. But yeah, I mean I think you know, being grateful um also kinda leads to, to uh uh you know hopeful. Um Yes. You know, and uh hope is the most important thing that anybody can have, any human being can have. No doubt. And it's not love. It's hope. It's not love. It's hope. Yeah. No, it's not it's not love um okay. anybody that's listening right now that thinks they need love you don't need love you need hope okay. so i like uh, it preach that uh that's that's uh that's one thing it does man because um yeah um I'm, i just remember being in, in a situation where i wasn't hopeful and uh my life was horrible even though it wasn't it was horrible though you know because mm-hmm. uh, you, you have a lens um uh where you where everything is is horrible, mm. you know what I mean. It's like oh I dropped my red star but life sucks. Oh I didn't get this red light, I didn't turn this red light. Oh I'm five minutes late. You know whatever the case is. So sure. When you're grateful, man, you have a different perspective um and a different outlook on life. So
0: no yeah. doubt about it. B low, I appreciate you being here and your uh, your your heart full of gratitude to drop some football knowledge on us. Gavin Lee on the social. Gab, how you feeling? Uh, just along with below, just grateful. Grateful BYU's five and three, and hopeful about this weekend.
3: Mm, preach.
0: Okay, five preach. and three. Are you grateful? Preach. BYU's five and three. Damn, that was good.
3: That was good. Are
0: you grateful in your heart that BYU's five Ooh. and three because look.
3: Is that a, is that the question
0: today? The they've been overachieving this year. Are you grateful that BYU's? five and three. Let's welcome in Ronald the 30. Do you have a heart full of gratitude that BYU's five and three?
4: I wouldn't even say going that they've overachieved. I think they've done exactly what we've expected them to do with what they've had, and they have been able to win ball games. I think they have overachieved of the naysayers, but we aren't the naysayers. Um, we knew what the team was capable of, knew the talent that they had and the expectations, and I think we've been Pretty spot on, and I'm going to be grateful when they get ball eligible on Saturday because it's coming. I'm telling you, I feel there's a breakout game coming from a couple of guys, Keaton Slovis and Kalani Sitaki, Jay Hill, and the rest of the staff going to get ball eligible on Saturday. Wait on it.
0: So yeah, my poll today is going to is going to be centered on that overachievement, underachievement, or met or meeting expectations. Has BOU achieved BOU football? It overachieved, underachieved or met your expectations through eight games this season? And, and tell me why. Right, I think that's a really good question. And, mm-hmm. and it's not to say that there's not room for improvement. It's not to say that, you know, you don't want to see things change. But have they met your expectations through eight games this season? Have they not met your expectations? Uh, overachieved, underachieved. Let's talk about it today here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN 960. To to teach us and guide us and walk beside us today, we got uh, a great uh, – lineup as well jay hill fessy shiitake we'll get to that in the nitty-gritty their comments on their preparation for west virginia deon smith going to join us to give a breakdown of this west virginia mountaineer defense and uh, the collective team as well utilizing the scouting report that the coaching staff gives him and also adding our media flair our preparation as well our notes to the 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 uh the scouting report uh, kenan cummings will join us As well, later on in the show, give us a a little breakdown of uh, the Mountaineers. And then Rich Semini, a Cougars in the Pro segment of ESPN, breaking down the New York Jets organization and how the fans and the media are now feeling about Zach Wilson. All he needs is 24 seconds to score, uh, 24 seconds to march down the field and get uh, uh, push his team into OT in order to come out triumphant uh, versus the New York Jets. Evan Miyakawa to prep us. To break down uh, preseason analytics for Big 12 basketball, college basketball, and BYU basketball. That coming up. All that and more here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network. Let's get into the nitty gritty. Brought to you by Ruby's Inn, rubysinn.com.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, we are pleased to present our dancers with their interpretation of the nitty gritty. One, two, one, two. Anyways,
0: let's get down to the nitty gritty. The nitty gritty always brought to you by our good friends at Ruby's Inn, Rubyzin dot com. Head on over to Ruby's Inn, dot com forward slash night sixty. Book your staycation today. That's what Mark Durant did. Mark Durant, former BYU basketball great, alongside Greg Rebell on the BYU Sports Network. He commentates, getting you prepped, getting you ready. Yesterday on our show for the BYU basketball season, he told us, "I went down to Ruby's." I went down to Bryce Canyon, and it truly was the wonder of the West. It was glorious. It was terrific. I hiked, biked, razored, and horseback ride. He literally said that. I hiked, biked, razored, and horseback ride ride it, rid, rode it, um, all the way through the hoodoos of Bryce Canyon National Park. Check it out today. Uh, Ruby's in, rubiesin.com Ruby's com forward slash 960. Get you 20% off your stay uh, at the Bryce Canyon National Park. All right, let's get into it. Jay Hill addressed the media yesterday. Let's read between the lines of this nitty gritty segment.
4: So how you feeling about this matchup against West Virginia as far as how you guys match up with their offense that's run heavy?
2: Well, I think they're for sure one of the best O lines we've faced this year, if not the best O line that we've faced. Uh, this scheme is creative, it's complicated. Uh, it causes you issues and matching up and needing to be very assignment sound. Uh, there's a reason why they run the ball well and uh, why they lead the league in time of possession right now. So we gotta, we got to do a great job being assignment sound, matching up what they do and not losing our eyes in the run game.
0: Have you seen that improve as the season's gone on? Because that's always the hope is to see that, you know, guys being more assignment sound. Is, is that the case? or?
2: Yeah, much improved. You know, at Texas Tech, we were facing one of the best running backs, in the country and we held him pretty good. And then last week facing one of the top guys in the conference and in the country again and we held him under hundred yards. And there's a lot of things improving each week. Uh, I think the run defense is one of those things that's getting better. Uh, we're still not where we need to be. Um, there's opportunities for us to be more assignment sound in certain areas and uh, just, we've, we've taken a lot of steps forward, but we still have you know, a ways to go. Schedule going into the final third of the season? We are, and, and we're getting better. I and mean, We just held Texas to 100 yards less than Alabama held them, and we held them to almost 200 yards less than Oklahoma held them. And, and uh, that's a really talented, phenomenally talented offense. And so we're heading in the right direction. Like I say, we're not there yet. yet. I don't know if I'll ever be content with exactly where we're at. Um, just because I I always believe there's something you can do to get better. Um, But I do believe the scheme, we're starting to handle it better. Uh, We're for sure getting our techniques and fundamentals better. Um, Again, we're on the right track, we're just not there yet. So when Isaiah Banya's is on it, he's very talented. He can make huge plays for us. He can get pressure on the quarterback. Uh, he had the one the strip sack in the game where he recovered the fumble. So he's made huge plays for us. We need him to step up and show that game in, game out.
4: Kind of the same question about Crew Wakely. How do you feel like he's progressed as he's moved into
2: that? Well, I think Crew's played very well the last two weeks. Uh, in our grading system, he's graded as what well. we call a champion. Been very good. Has made some huge plays for us the last two weeks. Uh helped create some turnovers, multiple turnovers now, and I uh, uh, like his progression where he's at. What about Do you think he's further along than you expected him to be at He is. It's very hard in this defense to play as a true freshman. So him coming along and playing as much as he is, uh, I think is a tribute to him and to Coach Enna, how he's coaching those guys. Um, and he's made a lot of plays the last couple weeks, so I think you'll see him just get better and better, and you'll see him a lot over the coming years in the you know, and making plays on our defense.
1: Can the same be said for John Henry Daly? He kind of, one of those guys?
2: Absolutely. I think John Henry is going to be a great player. And he's going to, you know, you'll see his pass rush just get better and better. Uh, the kid was just barely got home off a of mission. And so as, as time progresses, we expect him to be a great player in this defense. Back to what you were talking about with assignment sound versus playing loose, how do you find the balance between over you know overthinking guys thinking too much trying to be assignment sound versus playing playing the game playing loose well you know a lot of that's probably my error and i think there's weeks we've maybe had too much and i put too much on the players to know too many assignments i got to do a better job of maybe simplifying and making sure they're in the best positions to be successful um, and then again i think it's a progression they're going to continue to get better at it we want to force feed it we want to put them in the right calls at the right time but you know you got to do without making mistakes
0: yesterday on coordinator's corner a rod said the big 12 refs call the kind of the pass interference uh call a little differently maybe a little more physicality have you noticed that too
1: from your side of the
2: ball well i have and i love it is they let you be physical they let you uh you know play the game they're not going to get overly involved but they call the right ones i love the officiating crews and how they've handled the games in the Big 12, I think they're spot on. Uh, but they let you play, and that I think that's how the game's supposed to be. What,
4: what kind of a boost does the final, I mean, now that we're into the final four games of the regular season, does that give you guys a boost to sort of bring in new guys and maybe
2: reinforcements in some ways for the new redshirt? It for, for, for sure can. I mean, there's other guys that are gonna play um, more, and there's some guys that can still use their four games in red shirt. So you'll see some of that right now, but then we're in a stretch run and we're in four critical games. Uh, Nothing more important than West Virginia because they're playing very well right now. And, uh, you know, we got to give them our best shot come this Saturday. Thanks, guys. Ruby.
1: Thanks, Austin.
0: Austin Powers, Jay Hill from Media Availability. Uh, Brian, you listened. You've searched, you've pondered, you've prayed. Jay Hill, read between the lines. What were your initial takeaways from Jay Hill?
3: Um, I agree with him that they're getting the defense is getting better. Um, it was it was really interesting when he compared uh, the play to Alabama and to um, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, because they had their starting quarterback in um, Texas did so that that's I guess. That's kind of stretched a little bit.
0: A little yeah, bit? Yeah.
3: <laughs> respectfully. I say it's respectfully. Um, no, but I, um, I I agree with that. Um, I, I think there's one – there's like, as a player, you execute, right? It's, it's like, okay, I, I know this is my play or this is my job within this play that's called, and I go and do it. Mm-hmm. But there's another thing of understanding how to play within the defense, within the scheme. Right, And I think you're starting to see that now where guys are becoming more football players and not just going out and um, executing, uh, like just doing their assignment, right? Um, Because when guys do their assignment, you tend to see, especially like in coverage, right? When you see a lot of players cover grass, it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing out there? There's nobody there. But then when you start to see more tight coverage, you know, uh, DBs and linebackers on hips and then actually, you know, breaking up passes and getting interceptions and whatnot, um, that's when you 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 know that they're playing within the – they know how to play within
0: their scheme. So, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing that as well. BYU's defense. I think everyone – I just got off the line with uh, a friend, Dr. Kirk. Shout-out to you. We were talking about BYU's offense, defense. We're talking about our question of the day in essence. Have they – has this team met your expectations? Have they overachieved? Have they underachieved? Have they achieved what you expected them to achieve? And and he he partitioned it. He talked a lot about the defense and how they met. He it, it's overachieved. You know they they've they've completely um, just just not shocked him, but surprised him at how effective they've been. BYU's defense right now is thirty seventh in the country in stop rate. Okay, and that's an impressive number. You may wonder, okay, well, what is stop rate? What is is stop rate in college football, right? Have you heard that term before, stop rate?
3: I, th- I think a couple weeks ago with you.
0: It's a basic measurement of success, the percentage of defensive drives, defenses drives that end in punts, turnovers, or a turnover on downs. This simple metric can offer a more accurate reflection of a defense's Effectiveness in today's faster-tempo college football than yards per game or points per game or even yards per play. Um, so stop rate, 37th in the country through eight games, majority of the season is done. You've seen some good teams, some highly ranked teams, some teams that may be below 500, but teams like Arkansas that have gone – Toe to toe with the best in the country and barely lost. I know there are no moral victories in college football, but you do need to read between the lines a little bit here. 37th in the country at stop rate. I think they have not only overachieved, but they've blown expectations out of the water for a much cougar nation this defense this season. So, and I think even, I think special teams has probably met the expectation because we thought that. Ryan Rico was going to be good. We thought Will Ferrin was going to be maybe solid, solid, and he's overachieved his expectations because he wasn't kicking well in spring. Our punt cover has been amazing. So, like, I think special teams has achieved and or overachieved in in, in most regards, and offense has completely underachieved, which leads me to the conclusion that if I'm going to just take the team as a whole in all three facets of the game – They've overachieved this season at 5-3. and three. With that record and the individual team performances, offense, defense, and special teams, no doubt in my mind, hmm. after listening to Jay Hill, after looking at these numbers, BYU's overachieved thus far this season for my poll of the day.
3: I think they've underachieved.
0: Why? How, how do you make that argument?
3: I think this is, this is going to, I mean, I, I say that, as a general, uh, you know, statement, but specifically, I blame the offense for that for under underachieving. Um, I mean, they almost last in every category. They're pretty like they're pretty bad. You know what I mean?
0: But okay, so what you're doing is you are overvaluing offensive productivity and undervaluing special teams and defense, which are just as important. All three phases. We talk about collective phases of of teams. A complementary football. Like, how is it that you're as a defensive player, you're undervaluing the efficacy of a defense and a special teams unit? No,
3: I'm not. I'm, what I'm saying it, here's here's my view. This is how I think of it, which is going to probably be very different than most people. I see it as like, what if the offense was decent? Like, what if we had a decent offense?
0: What were your expectations going into this season? Was it to have a really good offense yeah. and not very good defense? Okay, so no, that's no, 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 no,
3: no, no, no. I, I look, I, I said this since spring bowl and I got, I'm on tape. I got receipts that I said that the BYU defense will be a top 50 defense in the nation. That's what I said. Top 50. Yeah, because I went to practice and. And that was in spring ball. That was the spring defense ball. Defense was dominated. That was in spring ball. Yeah, and,
0: and it did look that way. In fall camp, it did not look that way.
3: No fall. So, so fall is when I came when I when I. So did you not watch I, fall? Because no, was I did, I fall. did, I did. But fall camp is when I um, had faith in, in Keaton. That's when I was like, okay, he could be the he's guy. The, he's, oh, he looked like an NFL quarterback. Man, so I like, was like, and all I season. was like, yo, if we if it it wouldn't surprise me if we won eight games. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and and you know how it is like offensive defense. You have your, your your battles back and forth. Like one day you get whooped, other days you whoop them. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't cons- because of what I saw defensively. It wasn't concerning off like I wasn't concerned um, that they were that they weren't you know doing well during fall camp. But mostly I thought okay, this is now Keaton's second install. Right, first install was spring ball. Second install was his fall camp. Mind you, he was, you know, working out in the summer with selected groups and guys. And so, it, basically, I, what I'm saying is he has – he had time to grow in the offense. So, when he was, you know, killing it in fall camp, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, he's, he knows the system now. Like, he's familiar. So, I was like, that makes sense why he's killing it now versus in spring. So, um, and you – we played on teams with Max and, 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 and John Beck. Like, we got whooped out of practice. But, you know, we in the games, we still held our own. You know what I'm saying? So, like – we understand this is how it's supposed to. It's like it's supposed to be like this, right? Yeah, as it flows. Right. So, so, um, but, 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 going back to you know my statement, it's more of what if the offense was decent? What if they were like mediocre? Because right now they're bad. They're, they're bad. They're last in every category. What if they were just mediocre? Where would we? Where Not would we be? Last in
0: every category.
3: Almost right? every category. Almost. Almost every category. Almost last. If you're in the if you're in the one fifteenth. And, and and on, I, you're, just, you're just pretty bad. It's, I would consider that last. How you want to divide it up, whatever. But if, what if they were just mediocre, right? Like what would – like how many – maybe two, so two more saying, wins maybe? So you're saying
0: – I'm just trying to get down to the bottom of it rather than talk in circles. BYU collectively, per your expectations going into the season, and maybe it doesn't matter what your expectations were, this season, have they overachieved, underachieved, or met your expectations?
3: Man, so the as
0: a team now five and three with losses. Gosh, that's so hard. Texas, so hard when you make questions TCU, like this to me. Texas, TCU, and Kansas. Those are your three losses. One was a close game at Kansas. The two were blowouts at Texas and at Texas TCU. was close too. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was closer. Close Check this
3: out, Ben. The defense only gave up seven points that game. There's three. There was three touchdowns off of turnovers, right? And then there's a punt return. I'm talking about a full-length drive. The defense only gave up seven points. Think about that.
0: It's crazy. Yeah. Think
3: about that. So, you, so, so like when you say so that they game, got blown out, to me, like that, like well, that. Well,
0: from a point standpoint, oh, yeah, they got blown out.
3: Of course, but they they didn't get like TCU was a beat down to me. Like that was like put your hands up and then you know, we could do about this. Which
0: game did you feel like BYU was? Was in like Texas more so in did, Kansas than Kansas. Which one should they have won out of the Kansas or Texas game? Did you feel?
3: Oh, Texas, Texas.
0: You thought yeah. they should have won that game, yeah? Because yeah. you're you're not coughing up the you football. Only gave amount. up
3: seven points on defense, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Seven points, and they had the goal line, and they had two goal. They, they balled out, man. They had two goal line stands, like you know, like. And I I do I, I will say this. I'll put an asterisk on it because they they were playing against a backup quarterback. But, but we don't get to choose who we play against, right? Like, mm-hmm. l- let the chips fall where they may. So that was an opportunity for us to snag one. Just like uh, like when we played Oklahoma and we knocked out Sam Bradford, we were like, <laughs> hey, yo, it's an yeah, opportunity yeah. for us to go snag one. And we did. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I would say they were closer than, than, than Kansas.
0: Okay. So, once again. Since you haven't given me a declarative, I'm going it. to. I'm going All right, to. search, I'm ponder, and pray. So get on right your knees and pray. Okay, I, don't, I don't need you, that. you know what I mean, they, no, they, no they, I'm serious. Get some I need you to get inside. You know, I need you the the, the light and the Holy Ghost to help you, Ronald Weaver the Third. I know you got an answer. Have they overachieved, underachieved, or met your expectations, and why? Five and three through eight games.
4: They've met the expectation. They're right there. Um a lot of analysts had them winning four games. I think in one I saw two, and I'm like, okay, the disrespect. And Kalani said in spring ball as it ended way long ago, he said, who did they have winning it last year? He's like, okay, and then CC ended up in the national championship? He's like, all right, cool. He's like, he's like, let's wait and see. He's like, everyone wants to predict things. He's like, I'm not worried at all. He's like, we'll be ready, we'll be competitive. He was very confident coming into this, uh, into this conference. So I think they're right there. They met expectations. Um, I, I think – Honestly, and you know Ben, I texted you this. But if they ran the ball against Kansas, if they in in, in half of the games of what they did, and I'm not saying for a hundred, but if they could have given you know anywhere between fifty to seventy yards, I believe that Keaton doesn't have those two turnovers. I believe they win that ball game, and they are six and two right now. They're five and three, but even if five and three, Ben, right now they're in the heart of the big 12. There's a lot of other teams right now hovering between the six and two and five and three, like they're right in the mix of it. They're right there. Like they're right there in competing for conference. And honestly, it's in their hands. Like these next two games will define who this team are. These are the next two games, you know, that I think they can win the most. Compared to the last two, because every other team right now in the Big 12 is hitting their stride. People are getting those on three, four-game winning streaks. You look at Kansas State. You look at Oklahoma State. Everybody's finding that groove, and BYU has an opportunity right now to find that groove. And you know how you set that? You go on the road, and you beat West Virginia. You beat West Virginia. You come home. You take care of business against Iowa State. And obviously, that's thinking ahead. But now... You're seven and three, and now you've overachieved expectations. So I think they're right there, but I think they have the opportunity to exceed the expectations of what people have.
3: Let's not let's not even talk about you know running the ball. Let's just talk about sustaining drives and third down I agree. Yes, right? you You, right, see, yeah, right you now, kill the clock. Yes, now, right now is 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 they're twenty eight percent right on third down conversion. If they would have just got to forty five percent, I think the win against um, Texas Tech, the first half, right, they were at like forty percent third down conversion and they were they were moving right there, rocking and rolling moving the ball scoring if if if, if that percentage was just up to 40 45 percent i think we we'd be talking about a different team right now lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
1: lucky in line at the deli i guess ha! in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kid's
2: PTA meeting. Really?
1: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
2: I never win and tell.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: You know, they, they, they can't sustain drives at all. And then, so so not only can you not sustain drives, that's cool, that's one thing. That's fine. Whatever. This defense has still held their own, right? The defense doesn't need this team, this offense, to sustain drives. What this defense needs is this offense not to turn the ball over, right? If they don't turn the ball. So, hey, if I'm a defense, I'm like, hey, you don't even got to sustain drives. Right. Just don't lose the game. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll put you in positions to be successful. We got three. We're number three in the nation. We're third in the nation in turnovers. Like we will put you guys in situations to be successful. Don't F it up. Don't don't do it.
0: Well, if that's the case, then I mean, there's a lot of complaining from BYU fans. We don't throw the ball over the middle enough, right? And you can you you're running a risk there. Maybe just throw it to the periphery. Throw it on the outside. Yeah, quick game. A quick quick game yeah. and uh, and run the ball. Just don't mess it up, right?
3: I don't care what you do. Just like I, look, two two metrics for me is do not turn the ball over. And then like terminal turnovers are crazy, man. How many points has scored? How many you know? How many points have scored? Has the other has the other defensive scored? You know what I'm saying? Like pick sixes and you know what I'm saying? Like fumble scores. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like, not only do you. Like turn the ball over, but you are helping the the team score. The other team score was it with the turnovers. So so two my, my my two metrics are don't turn the ball over and then increase your third down percentage. I don't care how you do that. Yeah, I don't care if you run it or pass it. I don't care. I don't give you a quarterback sneak it with Keaton five four times in a row, even on four. I don't care. Just increase that percentage and the team. And because I, you go back and you look at the metrics where BYU has one get when they're winning yeah, yeah. games and like 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 a Texas Tech for example. High percentage on, on third-down conversion in the first half, and then no turnovers. That's simple.
0: Okay. Uh, my conclusion is they've overachieved. I'll tell you why. The offense, I, I just partitioned into three things. Offense is completely underachieved. It's not been good. The defense, in my opinion, has completely overachieved. That 37th in the country in stop rate in being one of the best in creating turnovers in the country, top ten, like, that is awesome. That is ridiculous versus this schedule. Um, and then thirdly, I'd say special teams, and I'll break down special teams as such. Ryan Rico has achieved and or overachieved because he's just been a, a really good puncher for BYU. I did not expect Marcus McKenzie to do what he's done. Yeah. I did not expect even Will Ferron to kick as well as he has kicked. Um, and so, like, he's overachieved per my expectations. I think they've overachieved. You yeah. know what I mean? So so That's with really that funny. being said, with a 5-3 and three record, We've overachieved thus far the season. That's where I stand in this, and I think I, I'm just grateful. I'm grateful we're five and three. I'm grateful that we have two thirds of our team that's that's essentially overachieving or meeting expectations, and that's why you're five and three. We'll go to break. Don't go anywhere. More to get to. Chime in on it. I want to hear from you, Cougar fans, uh, on that. Poll of the day brought to you by our good friends at Ruby's Inn, Ruby's Inn.com. Head on over to Ruby's Inn.com forward slash 960. Book your staycation to today to hike, bike, razor, and horseback ride through the hoodoos of Bryce Canyon National Park. We'll go to break. Don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. <laughs>
3: Just like the Cougar football team, Ben Criddle was built,
0: not born. And since 2009, he's built himself into the go-to source on the radio and online for all things BYU. This is Cougar Sports with Ben Criddle on ESPN 960 and ESPN960sports.com. Welcome back to Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Cruddle, broadcasting live from our Les Schwab Tire Studios, Schwab.com. Save up to $250 right now when you buy a set of four select tires, local access, world-class quality. That's leschwab, leschwab.com. Schwab.com little Kanye bringing us back from the break, and that's the band of the day, the artist of the day, brought to you by RoyalArmyBrand.com, BYU swag. you swag to buy fans for fans. You can get uh, the catch, uh, the Darius Lasseter catch, at RoyalArmyBrand.com, that one-handed grab, Versus Texas Tech, that's gone viral. If you want to support, there is last year. It's an NIL deal; He gets the proceeds of every single T-shirt sold. So, if you want to support a Cougar, balling out right now. He's at back-to-back great games. Uh, I think like something like nine receptions over 100 yards and a few tutties. Then uh, head on over to RoyalArmyBrand.com. And I, I want to change that up. Our, our our advertisements, Gavin. We got to put that out there as our advertisements uh, for the foreseeable future for Royal army brands to support these current Cougars head to Royal army com. All right. So, uh, my question of the day, uh, going to be breaking it down. I've asked the question to all of Cougar nation has BYU football through eight games, overachieved, underachieved or achieved slash met your expectations. And, uh, We've got some great comments coming from Cougar Nation. I'm going to read them to you, Cougar Nation, so uh, you can uh, see kind of what the, the collective fan base is feeling. So 26.8% are saying that they have overachieved. 15.3% saying underachieved. 57.9% saying achieved and or met expectations. Johnny Linehan, first one to chime in. He states overachieved. He's one of the 26.8%. I had us going 4-8. and eight and have been mostly pleasantly surprised this season. Obviously vocal about some glaring issues in the heat of the moment, but the Kooks have done well in 2023. Lance Archibald, big BYU fan. They have met my expectations thus far with their current record, but I highly doubt they'll finish 8-5 where I had them. If they had a... I, I can't believe he had them 8-5. It's crazy. If they had a decent offense, they would probably finish 8-5, but they'll be lucky just to win one more game and get bowl eligible with the offense this bad. Yeah, one of the worst in the country right now. Steven, M4, Jeep it. My projection for total wins and losses, non-conference, is still on the table. Admittedly, I thought we'd have a better offense when I made this. He predicted 8-4 and four on the season uh, for their regular season record. Still on the table, still out there. But I don't know if we're going to meet that expectation. BYU for the W. BYU Insider says five and three is what everyone wanted and expected. The offense has woefully underachieved and continues to do so weekly. The D has been up and down, but overall better than last year for sure. So meeting his expectations. The sports psychic. I think they are right where they should be in contention for a bowl game. The first year in the power in a Power Five conference. That's a great spot. Just look at the other first-year programs in the Big 12 historically. Give them a few years before we assign other expectations. So a balanced approach there. Uh, if BYU gets bowl-eligible year one of uh, Power 5 done power f- in, the, in a Power 5 conference, uh, then I think, that's a, I think that's an impressive feat. It's tough to do. Chris Jenkins. This is complicated, he states. As I think the way the team has often played, especially the offense underachieves, how I thought they would. Yet, somehow, the win loss record is at least as good as I thought it would be. S. More Cooks. Agile Kata, all of the above wins is overachieved. Defense uh, productivity is met, offense has underachieved. Bleeding Blue, strictly looking at a 5 and 3 record, I put overachieved. That said, when you look at certain position groups not meeting expectations, that's the offensive line, running back and quarterbacks, it's hard to get excited when um, when it has uh, you know then when so much meat has been left on the bone. BYU could be six and two if the offense had played better. So that's where we're at. I want to I want to play a soundbite. Okay, this is a little impromptu about expectations. Okay, um, I know there is a lot of people calling for jobs right now, either. Players being benched, or ultimately coaches being fired. I think more it's more players being benched. I thought it would be good to have a few sound bites of perspective. Um, BYU fans have been spoiled more often than not over the years. I think the last fifty years, winning eight games every single season, um, they've been in that average of seven to eight wins during independence, getting bowl eligible. That's the baseline. It's it's bowl eligibility uh, is is where you stand, if BYU doesn't get bowl eligible, it's a, it's a failed season, right? I think we can all agree there. There are other programs in the country that if you do not win 10, 11 games, if you're not in the college football playoff, right? That expectation has been set for the likes of Alabama, now Georgia, um, Clemson, right? Those are the three teams that you just expect to be in the college football playoff. If they don't make it, if they don't win 11 games, then it's a failed season. Did you hear the call-in uh, on the Dabo Swinney show by chance? And Dabo going off on a five-minute rant. A Tyler. Uh, uh, Tyler, right? Tyler from Spartanburg, right? I want to play this for Cougar fans that didn't hear it. Okay, I sent it to you because our expectations determine our happiness. And right now, the expectation is get ball eligible. I wonder too if BYU goes six and seven. Say they get to a bowl game. I think if BYU finished six and seven, BYU fans would feel like it's a failed season, even though you got to a bowl eligibility. Right? I think I think anything less than seven and six right now, BYU fans are going to be disappointed in the seasons, and, and and that's okay. I'm not saying you're right or wrong in that regard. After starting the season five and three uh, with losses to Kansas, TCU, and Texas, but just take it all in here. Understand where this fan is coming from. What Clemson has done year over year, real quick, just so you know what Clemson has done uh, year over year, right? They've been elite. They have been tremendous. They're having a down year versus, you know, the last, arguably the last 10 years. So from 2011, okay, they've gone 10-4, and 11-2, 11-2, 10-3, 14-1, 14-1. 12-2, 15-0, 14-1, 10-2, 10-3, 11-3. Right now they're sitting at 4-4. Their first down season okay, in over a decade with multiple national championships, two national championships during that time. You, If I gave you the opportunity to take those records, BYU fans would jump at it. Oh, I'll take it, I'll take it. But expectations determine our happiness. If you become spoiled rotten, With wins, right? That is the expectation. So this fan called in and asked the question, you know, you get paid the big bucks. $11.5 million salary. Why is it that you deserve that $11.5 million salary? You're 4-4 and this year. This is Dabble Swinney's response. with sure. you Oh, my goodness gracious, great balls of fire. Do you think your expectations are greater than your appreciation? L- l- play that first, like, 45 seconds again for me, Ronnie, because I want to get the quote exactly how he put it. Real quick, let's play that one more time. This is from the Dabble Switty Show. Tyler, Tyler calls in and says, Why is it that you deserve a, three, uh, a $11.5 million salary? You're only 4-4 four four this year. I want to make sure I get this quote right. So expectation is greater than the appreciation. So I'm going to flip the script a little bit and talk BYU football in this regard. BYU's 5 and 3. Okay. And yes, they could have won some football games. They could have beat Kansas. They could have beaten Texas as well. They didn't. All right. They, you're five of three. I, I, I'm I'm very much appreciative of how this BY team has won. It's been gritty, it's been blue collar, it's been defense, it's been special teams. Our offense has been abysmal. It's been trash. It's not been good enough. And the coaching staff knows it, the players know it, okay? I in this guy doesn't lie. Um I'm appreciative of the wins. I'm appreciative of how we're winning because it doesn't always have to be pretty to win in football or in life. It just doesn't. You got to find a way to have grit. You got to find a way to to be uh, a, a, a an individual that can push through adversity when you're failing. That is that is a difficult thing to do. Most of us, we give up when there's a little bit of sign of adversity. Uh you know, I'm sure there's many that are listening that don't. You feel like you're gritty. Uh, This football team maybe embodies who you are uh, at times, which is uh, gritty and and doing it in an ugly way, right? That's what the LDS culture is. That's what the BYU culture is. We're blue-collar, babe. We're overachievers. We've won more per dollar spent in the last 50 years than any other university, any other football program. And I don't even even think it's close. When you average eight wins a season over the last 50 years, you're in the top ten all-time in college football wins. So we are gritty. And we are tenacious, and unfortunately, right now we're bad at offense, but we're winning on defense. Seems like a little Bronco Mendenhall theme right now. Uh, maybe the 2000 and, was it the 2014 season? Defense was great. 2012 season defense was great. Offense was not so great. Uh, it's hard to put together all three phases, and if you do, you win ten games. Uh, that's something Clemson has done. But does your appreciation? For BYU football, not only this season but in seasons past, uh, is that uh, is that greater than the expectation? And right now, for some, that expectation is higher, and they're a little bit in the in the I don't know what what's the word I would say here the doldrums, right? Uh, you know, kind of in the, the in the, 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 the doldrums, the depression, the stagnation. They're they're in the doldrums right now of their fandom fandom. Stay, take heart. There is hope. BYU could beat West Virginia on the road in Morgantown and get to bowl eligibility. Uh, But uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. Uh, But uh, expectations determine happiness. And uh, I love that rant by Dabo. Uh, If there's one fan base out there that should not complain about their coach and what he's making, it's freaking Clemson football. Let's never be like Tyler. Let's never be like Tyler, the Clemson fan that asked the question to Dabo Swinney, one of the greatest college football coaches in our modern era. He could be one of the greatest football coaches ever, quite honestly, with that winning streak, with that amount of wins, with that many national championships in uh, in 12 years. That is tremendous. It's amazing. Uh, that's been a dynasty to some. Okay, uh, Let's never be like Tyler, please, for the love of all that's holy. Don't be a Tyler. We'll go to break. That's our question to pull of poll today. Uh don't go anywhere more to get to here on your Cougar Sports Insider Radio Network, ESPN oh, okay. uh-huh. oh, okay. uh-huh. oh, okay. According to my calculation.
1: Come on. Let's talk about stats baby.
0: Welcome back, Cougar Sports, ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Criddle broadcasting live from our Les Schwab Tire Studios, leschwab.com. Save up to $250 right now when you buy a set of four select tires. It is time to talk about stats. It's going to be brought to you by Orthopedic Pros of Utah, orthoprosofutah.com. What do we do at Orthopros? We provide durable medical equipment. Uh, for your conservative management of your pain, uh, looking to rehabilitate the right way with your sports medicine and orthopedic needs, hit us up. Uh, we can bill out to your insurance if you've received a prescription from your physician, or you can utilize an HSA FSA card. We treat you the, the conservative way here at Orthopros of Utah. Operation supports compression wear, cold therapy, uh, bone growth stimulation uh, for fractures and other modalities for musculoskeletal conditions. Uh, hit us up, 801 uh, That's 801-400-5318, Orthopros of Utah, Utah orthoprosofutah.com. Let's talk about stats in this segment. A couple stats I want to point out regarding BYU football. Uh, West Virginia, BYU, they're they're somewhat the same over the last 20 years, from 2003 to 2023. Most wins, okay, in – You know, as far as I think in the Big 12, I want to say most wins, or is this in college football? Uh, I'm not sure. It doesn't specify. BYU's got 169 wins. They're tied for 23rd, and then West Virginia, I'd imagine, I guess it would be in the college football, 23rd, and then West Virginia, 164th. That's 164 wins in their 25th overall. So right there on par with each other in wins. Best home winning percentage BYU, 74.8. Win percentage, that's 19th in the country. And then West Virginia, 73.5% winning percentage at home. So they win at home. Tougher to win, in a way, in neutral settings. BYU, 54.4% winning percentage at 21st in West Virginia at 52. That's 27th in the country. Much of that has to do with what this year? Why is BYU winning this year? Uh, Why is maybe West Virginia winning this year? Well, it's actually the inverse. BYU's winning because of their defense and special teams, whereas West Virginia's winning because of their offense, it seems. That's interesting. BYU's stop rate right now, I believe, is ranked 37th, 38th in the country, uh, and uh, they've seen uh, a, a ton of drives this season, I believe. Uh, The stat that you put out there is a little bit outdated because this is six games. There's seven games that qualify, Gav. Uh, So seven games, 81 drives. BYU's 37th in the country in stop rate. Okay, what is stop rate? Some people ask. It's something I talked about earlier on in the show uh, in college football. Stop rate essentially is where um, either, you know, stop them, you create a turnover Uh, On downs, uh, and uh, I'm pulling up the exact meaning and verbiage here as I I do this uh, off the cuff here. I apologize. Uh, What is stop rate? I'll get to that here momentarily. But BYU's defended also, they've won because of defense, but they've also won because of uh, their ability to uh, to punt it a long way and cover well. And uh, BYU's defended more punts. Uh, more punt returns and, uh, and had more punt returns per game this season than any other FBS team. Uh, BYU ranks 115th in punt return defense. Not good. They've given up way too many touchdowns, namely Arkansas and Texas. Uh, and then 129th in total punt return yardage allowed, 297. But 24th in net punting because Ryan Rico's leg is pretty big. Furthermore, they've created four turnovers on punt cover. So the, 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 the the details of punt and punt coverage are interesting because BYU hasn't really been great at punt cover, but they have been in creating turnovers. pretty crazy to see that. Uh, NFL stats as well, just as I pivot around all these random stats. NFL on CBS puts this out. Both fourth quarter co- uh, comebacks this season. Zach Wilson has three. Tremendous. Zach Wilson, the comeback king right now. That's Let's Talk About Stats. Always brought to you by Orthopedic Pros of Utah, OrthoprosofUtah.com. Hit us up. We'd love to take care of you the conservative way. The uh, the conservative way is through bracing, supports, cold therapy, through at-home utilization of modalities. Hit us up, 801-400-5318. That's 801-400-5318, Orthopros of Utah, OrthoprosofUtah.com. We'll go to break. Don't go anywhere. This is Cougar Sports on ESPN 960. <laughs>